If you enjoy this episode, please support us in making the rest of Season 3 by joining our Kickstarter. Click the Kickstarter link at quietplease.org 253. Previously on 253 Matilda. Our world is a sort of conglomeration of different proto-asteroids which have differing composition. With this new fuel, we should be able to reach up to 4 meters per second per second. Who could resist being the first person to explore strange new worlds? To discover new life? I've poured the last few years of my life into this ship, figuring out how to get our current velocity of three quarters of the speed of light down to almost nothing as quickly as possible. I'm honored to carry this responsibility on behalf of the human race. You are in possession of a relativistic kinetic weapon. You are ordered to prepare to receive compliance teams peacefully. There is no scenario in which you will be allowed to maintain control of an asteroid capable of relativistic velocities. Peters, I'm pretty sure you can't hear me, but I'm proceeding with launch. They landed on the surface directly above and they're drilling down through the regolith. Here they come. We think we found a way to save our world, but one of us has to die to do it. I've got it centered. Here it comes. Congratulations, us. We win. We've seen things you wouldn't believe. Magnificent eclipses, incredible canyons, whole cities that are grown, not built. We're out here to explore the galaxy, and you're the ones doing that on the ground for us. Thank you. Now it's up to you to keep it going, to explore as much of the galaxy as you can, and to pass on that mission to the next generation. This is 253 Matilda, signing off. And now, 20 years later. Ladies and gentlemen, and other honored guests, the most incredible era humankind has ever known is about to draw to a close. For 134 years, our little world has been accelerating through our galaxy, moving imperceptibly slowly at first, and now inconceivably fast. It's been quite a journey. We've documented so many new worlds. We've sent our people to live on a dozen of them. And now, at long last, we're about to turn off our world's engines for the final time. Yet, our journey does not stop today. Rather, today is the day we are forced to accept that our journey cannot ever stop, nor even slow down. In one sense, this is a day of endings, but in another sense, this is just the beginning of our journey through the universe that can never end. After today, we can no longer bind ourselves to this galaxy and will fly off at a tangent into whatever lies beyond. Now let me turn you over to one of our most beloved elders, the man whose ore discovery and engine innovations turned our original modest mission into a circuit of the galaxy. Mr. Peters? Thank you, Mayor. Don't forget Larissa Flint's contributions while you're flattering me. Of course. I want you all to look up at the ceiling on that. This is a live projection of the view from the surface, made to look as if the dome were clear and we could peer directly up into space. Quite a different view from what we older folk remember, isn't it? The sky compressed, the stars we once knew now red shifted or blue shifted into a beautifully unsettling rainbow. 
This is our universe now and forevermore. The way things look when your velocity is just a tiny fraction of a percent short of light speed. I know how, I mean, just look at it. When Commander Peters led our ancestors off Earth, the plan to reach Proxima Centauri in under 800 years seemed dauntingly ambitious. And yet, here we are, not even a fifth of the way through the mission time he planned. I mean, from our perspective anyway, not Earth's. To them, we've taken eons. But here we are, and we've done so many things Commander Peters could never have dreamed of. So many things I couldn't have dreamed of myself 40 years ago. All those first contacts with alien species, our envoys scattered like seeds across the galaxy. We radically transformed our understanding of the universe and our place in it. So what I mean, what I ask you, please, please don't let yourself be sad today. Blessed be the day that brings the beginning of our end. Duper creep! But uh, please don't be quite as happy as that doom cultist. What I mean is, be proud of the amazing things we've accomplished together in a single lifetime. I mean, a single lifetime for me, my lifetime. But it's staggering to think how hundreds of thousands of years have gone by for those we've left behind us. For my children, Anna, Kit, and Judy, back on Earth. They've been dead for almost as long as anatomically modern human beings had existed at the time we parted ways. Whole civilizations have risen and fallen. New species evolved just since we left Tau Ceti. Sky compressed. Look at it. The stars we once knew now red shifted or blue shifted into a beautifully unsettling rainbow. This is our universe now and forevermore. The way things look when your velocity is just a tiny fraction of a percent short of light speed. <clears throat> I think the mayor's trying to tell me it's time. Larissa Flint, you there somewhere? Over here. Oh, of course. I don't see as well as I used to. Larissa, it was your hard work that brought us up to this tremendous final blossom. Now it's your moment. As I press this button, the outer ring of engines dies. Now ring four, three, two, and finally, it's done. Our acceleration has ended. Congratulations, everybody. Enjoy the party. You've earned it. QuietPlease.org presents 253 Matilda. After leaving the solar system in the 22nd century, 
The asteroid 253 Matilda now travels the galaxy at near light speed. For her residents, the journey has been 134 years. For the rest of the galaxy, it's been hundreds of thousands of years. Episode 20, The Beginning of the End. You did really well today, Salish. Don't I always? I mean, your speech. Oh, yeah. That was like being acting mayor again. Don't miss those, those talks to people. I mean, speeches. Those speeches I had to make back then. But getting to do something that matters again for the day was nice. Everything you do matters. Not like that. At the end of a part, a section of our mission. Are you looking for something, Salish? My wings. Now we're back to low gravity, I want to try flying in the Arboretum again. You gave those to sing, like, 25 years ago. You sure? I'd better take this. Dr. Peters, I'm at your office, but you're not here. I really need to see you, it's urgent. Can't you stay a while? I'll be right there, Larissa. Sorry, Salish. Some of us still have jobs to do. I'll be home later. Maybe I'll have to schedule an appointment. The nightmares are getting worse? Yes, but that's not why I'm here. Oh? I had a blackout. Had you eaten recently? Consumed alcohol? It's nothing like that. I guess I should say a memory loss. What happened? It was after the engine shutdown ceremony. I remember leaving the party feeling a bit overwhelmed. And the next thing I remember, I was in a rec room wondering how I got there, and it was over an hour later. Did you see Dr. Singh? Yes. She said there was nothing physically wrong with me. Suggested I come to you. Maybe this is an echo of your past trauma. You mean the brain graft from my clone? Yes. Your nightmares have an identity crisis theme that reminds me of what you went through, and this daytime incident feels related to me. But that was over 40 years ago. The human mind works in mysterious ways, and you were keeping yourself busy until you retired. Now you have more time to think about it. But how would it cause my memory loss? It might have been a perfectly ordinary situation at first, the kind where you walk into a room and can't recall why you came in, common enough in your 60s, but your mind was primed to catastrophize the situation into a new sort of identity crisis. So it strengthened the memory block and created a narrative around it. Do you think it'll happen again? I don't know. This is all just a theory anyway. But I'd like you to come in three times a week for now, until we get to the bottom of it. That's better, but keep your hand as far up the neck as you can while your index finger is touching the fingerboard. Like this? Good. Keep your hand relaxed and loose. All right. 
And now I play? Give it a try. Stop! Are your ears bleeding? Just a bit. Sorry. Can't say I was enjoying listening to me either. I'm going to blame the low gravity. Can't control anything well until I get used to it. You'll get better. My daughter played terribly for years, but she's quite good now. Guess you'll have to clear a lot more time in your schedule for giving me lessons. I won't mind. I always enjoy time with you. Working for me for 20 years, I'd have thought you'd had enough. Work is different. Ah, so you don't enjoy time with me at work? Why don't you try playing that piece again, but slower this time? Don't rush it. Actually, I've got to rush right now, because my second shift is about to start. Oh yeah, mine too. Have you made a decision about birth permits, Mayor? Will we decrease them gradually, or keep the current birth rate for another generation and then eliminate births all at once? Not yet, Doctor. I'm still listening to the arguments. About our new gravity, you think we'll be able to avoid bone density issues? I'm hoping the new exercise routine will work. If it doesn't, we may have to do injections. There's not much data on this level of gravity. It's a lot less than we had for the first century of our mission when this was a much more massive asteroid. There's a lot of aspects of this low gravity that'll take some getting used to. I'm glad we've got these magnetic shoes so I can at least walk normally. Until you hit a carpeted area and float off into the middle of the room. Hmm. We might just have to rip up all the carpets. Wouldn't rush that. Maybe in a month, nobody will be using the shoes and we'll all be used to it. Excuse me, Dr. Singh? Wanted to let you know I've discharged Motombo. Thank you, Nurse Akonkwa. You can go home now. I wonder what other troubles the loss of gravity will cause us. There's good things about it, too. Maybe you're too young to remember clearly, but sleep was so much easier back in the day. You could hardly feel yourself being pressed down into the mattress, and there was never any discomfort to make you toss and turn. And that's how it'll be again. Wait till you feel it. Bet you'll feel refreshed tomorrow. Well, it's been a big day, and a long day, so I think I'll go try that out now. Sweet dreams, Mayor. Yes? Mayor, communication section finished piecing together another mission report from UDF-3457C. You said you wanted to know... It can wait for tomorrow. Everything can wait for tomorrow. I need some shut-eye. Alright. Good night, Mayor. You should get home and relax, Eva. Your shift was over hours ago. But it's the first day of low gravity. What if something... You worry too much, Eva. Nothing's going to happen, and our people can handle anything that does. Okay. Good night.
Yes. Mayor, there's something wrong with our shields. I'm reading a 10% power drain and growing. Good morning to you too, Chief Tojo. Any idea why? Not yet. We're looking in everything. Unfortunately, we don't understand the technology as well as we should since we borrowed so much of it from the alien shuttle 20 years ago. How long before we're in trouble? Mm, the drain rate isn't linear, so it's hard to say, but I'd guess it could be 10 minutes or even less until particles may start to get through. You should start evacuating everyone to the deeper levels immediately. We're in empty interstellar space. Is that really necessary? Even interstellar space has about one hydrogen atom per cubic centimeter, and at our speed, we'll hit billions of them in the blink of an eye. But can something that small really hurt us? I'd expect massive explosions and radiation. There's a reason we needed shields. Okay, I'll start the evacuation. Good luck, Chief Tojo. We're counting on you. This is the mayor speaking. We're implementing the evacuation plan 1B. Repeat, 1B. This way. Please stay calm. No jostle. You'll all get out. The mayor and I will be the last ones off this level. You have time. You'll be okay. Depressurization event levels one through six. Emergency hatches ceiling. Damn, that's only one level above us. Let me through. Let me through. You can't go back that way, Nurse Okonkwo. Mayor, my husband's still on level six. He was looking for our cat. The evacuation alarm scared her. Ma'am, we can't let you open that hatch. He could still be alive. You can't just abandon him. We won't. If there's any chance at all, I'll go get him myself. Mayor, that's suicide. The major damage may all be at the higher levels. It could be just a slow leak on level six. Get me a pressure reading. 50 kilopascals, half normal atmosphere, but it's falling rapidly. You won't be able to breathe for long. That's why we have these emergency lockers with oxygen tanks. I'll be fine. Wait, let me go instead. Sorry, Eva. Your artificial hand could slow you down. I've got a better chance. Good luck, Mayor. Remember, Unit 12. I'm projecting five minutes before the pressure up there goes below the Armstrong limit and your bodily fluids boil off. I'll be back in four. I hope that wasn't the terrible mistake I think it was. You'll see. They'll both be okay. Could have sworn Unit 12 used to be closer. Can't you run any faster? I have to make sure one of my magnetic boots is always touching the floor, or I'll drift off and take too long to fall. Makes sprinting a little complicated. Ah, finally there. Okonkwo? Obi Okonkwo? Are you still in here? Obi? 
I found him. Looks like he took a fall and hit his head. I'm carrying him back. Are you sure you have time for that? You tell me. About two minutes to the Armstrong limit. We'll make it. Listen, he's got a nasty gash. Get a medical kit ready to stop his bleeding. I've already got one in my bag. Just bring him down to me and I can take care of him. Hurry! Are you still there? I think we're done for. Oh no. One of the big climate units came loose and slammed me into the wall and that jolt crushed my oxygen and my leg. I'll come up and get you. No, that's an order, Eva. Last impact right in the hole. Air's escaping faster. Probably hit the Armstrong limit any second now. Get yourself further down. You can't trust level seven to hold in the next impact. I can't just leave you to die. Yes, you can. It's your job. I hope. You've been listening to 253 Matilda, Episode 20, The Beginning of the End. Created, written, produced, and directed by Paul Neerum. Mayor Who was Patrick McCook. Salish Peters is David Loftus. Eva Hernandez is Lindsay White. Dr. Tam Peters is Ahmad A.J. Judah. Dr. Singh is Loretta Chang. Larissa Flint is Lindsay Townsend. Chief Tojo is Gwyneth Knight. Nurse Okonkwo is Ikirutsu. Sergei Kochergan is Alexander Grace. Communications Chief Marissa Flint is Virginia Hargrove. The announcer is Aaron Summonsby. Sound effects and music, courtesy freesound.org, asoundeffect.com, freepd.com, and audionautics.com. This program is licensed for free reuse and redistribution. Hear more episodes at quietplease.org slash 253.